0: Hey guys, good morning. I'm Nick Baker. I'm your host. And you're listening to Becoming More Than I Am Now. Well, it's going to be an amazing time. Um, my part four of my teaching series, a Respectful Son, a Respectful Husband. I want to Look like at a few scriptures on husbands this morning. Husbands, let's look at, well, husband, I want to look at the book of John chapter 4, verse 18. chapter 4, verse 18. Here we go. It says, For you have had five husbands, and one whom you know have is not your husband, and that you spoke truly. What what does Jesus mean by that? But, um, It is amazing how Jesus talks about husbands and how to how we should be focused on our spouse. I'm gonna read um verse fifteen. Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and in what he is trying to explain to her, he says the woman said to him, "Sir, give me this water, that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw." Jesus said to her go call your husband and not and come here. The woman answered and said I have no husband. Jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband for you have five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. And... If you look at, um... If you've seen Steve McQueen, American Icon, last, last year. And you've seen how his mother had five, well, seven husbands... Last year, last September, uh, I did a sermon series called How to to Find Love. And this is, uh, but this new series, if you go to Block Talk Radio and listen to last year's sermon series uh, on how, how to fall in love, But it is important to understand what Jesus is talking about. What Jesus wants us to focus on when it comes to marriage. Greg Laurie had multiple stepfathers. His his mother was married and divorced seven times. A heavy alcoholic. That sermon series had a man call here to this church from Oklahoma, and he uh, he mentioned that his his wife left him because of his alcoholic problems and his anger problems. Yeah, you are probably like Steve McQueen. Probably are. If you like Streamer McQueen, you have a hole in your heart. You you don't know how to um uh, um be a good husband. Big Streamer McQueen had had a uh, couple girlfriends. Well, not a couple, but Several girlfriends, and a wife who, who loved him but couldn't handle his his alcohol problem, his drunkenness. Until he finally came to the Lord, he 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 found his best friend at his church only father figure he had who led him to the Lord was a a stunt pilot. That stunt pilot is the only one who took him under his wing. You could find *Stream McQueen American Icon on DVD at Walmart. It's a good movie. You could sit down but you're Friends, family, neighbors, co worker. It's a good movie. It's a life changing experience for everybody who is struggling with marriage or alcohol problems. You could call. It's never too late to call. You could call here. Call me. 845-467-7194 is my number. Give me a call. I'll be like that. I'm going to do the same thing I can do with that man. I'm going to give you my email number. Well, my email address. You can email me and tell me how... How the Lord changed your life. You could. You could write it down if you want. That is nabaker002 at gmail.com. That's my email address. But I'd love to hear your testimony. And how God changed your life from the inside out. It's important to understand why we struggle all the time. Why we struggle to be a good husband to the woman who loves us. Let's, let's go to I want to look at Isaiah fifty four, verse five, and it says right here. For you, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your Redeemer is Holy One of Israel, is called the God of the whole earth. It's amazing what Isaiah, right here, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are listening here. What Isaiah is talking about here, about for your maker, is your husband. We are married to the to the king of kings and Lord of lords. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. verse 14 ladies and gentlemen says right here return O black backsliding children says the Lord for I am married to you I will take you one from a city two from a family and I will bring you to Zion let's pray real quick Father, I thank you for those who are listening to this podcast. I thank you for um, those who are struggling with a marriage. Lord Jesus, I just ask that you take this podcast out there to uh, use this to f- as a tool fellows who are uh, um, trying to get right with their spouse and, and invite right with Jesus. F- Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for dying on a cross. I thank you for those who want to know you. Want to know your your presence, your, your, your love, and the love that you give them. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, I know that it is hard to be a good husband, to be a... A a husband that that you want to become. It's tough. It's tough. My family made history this weekend, and it's amazing. Th- through the family of God, my mother and my stepfather. Was announced in the first time in history of family of God, husband and wife. And that is amazing. History with a capital H, his story. The story of Jesus. The story of your life. The story of your birth and rebirth. Your story and his story of how he created you. His story and how he died on a cross for your sins. Big he loves you. He hung on a cross with his arms open wide. She loves you. Hosiah chapter two, verse nineteen. says right here I will betray you to me forever. Yes I will betray you to me in righteousness in justice in love in loving and kindness and mercy. How amazing is that, ladies and gentlemen? How amazing is God's love to us? And how God created us to be husbands and wives. And to be the man and woman that he created us to be. It's amazing how Jesus told that woman who had five husbands. And ministered to her. He didn't. She didn't want to listen. At first, until she finally gave Jesus her full attention. Jesus is using your spouse to talk to you. Jesus is the evangelist. And your spouse is his puppet. He's speaking to you through her. Telling you how much she loves you. How much he loves you through her. Her love is not her love. It's God's love. Your love, because we don't have a love of ourselves. It's not our love. It's his. When you say, I love you, to your spouse, you remind your spouse that Jesus loves her. You are. You remind her every day, Jesus loves you. When she says, I love you, that's not her saying it. It's Jesus saying it to you. It's Jesus telling you. It's not her. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's all him. It's all Jesus. It's not her. It's not her love. It's not her heart. It's Jesus. It's God's heart. Why is it God's heart? Because He created us. That's why it's His heart. It's all His. We dress chances of heaven just passing through. Say hello to everybody before, before we go home. We're not permanent here. We're temporary. Our bodies are not permanent. Our bodies are temporary. We'll be in our permanent life, in our permanent bodies, when we go to heaven. When we tell... Our spouse, that that we love them. It's not coming from our mouths. It's coming from God. It's just Jesus saying it. It's just Jesus. Using us as a puppet. Because Jesus is throwing his voice out. To the ones we love. Through our mouths. What we say. It's not our words. It's his words. Why? Because we speak the word of God. Every day to our spouse. To our families. Our friends. When Dave tells me that he loves me, it's not him saying it; it's Jesus saying it to me. Why? Because it's reminding me. He's reminding me how much he loves me. Uh, When Dave says, "I love you, brother," it's not him saying it; it's Jesus reminding me how much I'm loved from by him. When when Noel says, "I love you," it's not her saying it. It's Jesus saying it. It's Jesus saying it. Jesus just wants us to remind them how much they are loved through him. and And because he died on the cross. Our love is not our love. Our love is his love. Our hearts is his heart. Our feelings, it's his feelings. That was said five years ago. It's not when we are sad, he's sad. When we're angry, he's angry. Our feelings are not our feelings. It's his. Our thoughts are not our thoughts. It's his. Just telling us what to say and how to take it. Some Christians don't even realize what they're saying is God's, they're saying that is my words. My thoughts, my feelings. My heart. No. It's not our feelings, not our hearts, not our attitudes. It's God's attitudes. To be a good husband is to do what God Is telling us. To say. To remind our spouse. How much she's loved. Every woman that is in our lives. Jesus wants them. Wants her to be reminded. How loved she is. And how much. She cares how much he cares for her. I love you. How amazing slight By me preaching is not my sermons It's Jesus. Jesus is telling me how to be a good husband. I want to look at Peter real quick. What Peter says, First Peter Chapter Three. Verse 1, it says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Like what it said, when we tell our spouse that we love them, that is Jesus saying it through us. Jesus is telling us, I love you. I love you. Like what I said before, when Dave tells me, I love you, brother, it's not him saying it, it's Jesus saying it through Dave. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I love you, father. I love you, mother. That's Jesus saying it through us. Through us. Through us. That's amazing how we tell our families, our friends that we love the most, that Jesus loves them by saying, I love you. That's amazing feeling to have. Saying, I love you, Daddy, every morning. I love you, sweetheart. That's amazing words. Makes them feel good gu- and good. Makes you feel good. It does. It To be loved. they read this on Saturday. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. This though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding and mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, full assurance in the heart. So that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. I though, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned but have not love uh, it profits me nothing love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up it does not behave rudely it does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil it does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is uh, perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, fallen in the heart, Hope, love, these three, but the the greatest of these is love. It's amazing how Paul reminds us how Jesus loves us. We are loved by Jesus. He loves us so much he died on the cross for our sins. Knowing that we love our our wives, knowing how much we want to be there for them, and and how much we want to take care of them and protect them, yeah, we intend to worry about them. I love First Corinthians chapter thirteen. I love the fact that Apostle Paul talks about love and how much it does not envy. We seek the truth. We seek the love of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to understand the purpose of Jesus and why Jesus tells us how much He loves us through the ones we love. When am I at home? my mom tells Bill that she loves him, is Jesus telling him, Bill, I love you, brother? That is amazing. If you go by the scriptures and look by the scriptures and you obey the scriptures, obey the word of God and what Paul says about sexual immoralities and sex out of marriage, sex out of marriage is a sin. Relationships are not all about sex. It's about finding out who you are in Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross for his sins. Prayer, praise, proclamation are the only three keys in our relationship. To make it stronger. To make our marriage stronger. To love by the word of Jesus. And what he says right here. What he says right here in the Word, right here in the Scriptures. When you talk to eight year olds and say, Have you ever been stressed? I go, Ha ha. Why are you stressed? Oh, because my brother's sisters to pick on me, homework is hard, I can't do it. Thirteen-year-olds, you talk to the thirteen-year-olds, you ask them why they're stressed, they go, Oh, nothing's changing Well, me. My friends invite me to the party, they invite me to the party. I, my parents come into my room, they stress me out, I put on, and on and not the church sign on my door, I need a boyfriend. Seventeen 15 year olds. They go, I can't wait to get out of high school, can't wait to go to college, when I get to college, everything will be okay. They go to college. They have more stress on them. And guess what? They need money! Money, money, money! Guess what? They can't wait to get out of college. They can't wait to get a job. And they get a job. They look at God. They look at their boss. They look at God again. They go, really? Him? I hate him. Yep. And they go to the single people. You ask the single people why they're stressed. Because they're not happy. Single. Single. If I can't I can't wait to find a right white one, I can't wait to get married. When I have a man in my life would be happy everything would be okay. No, nothing would be okay. Sweetheart, if you're not happy single, you're not gonna be happy married. Talk to the married people out there. They'll tell you they're not. Happy married. There are people out there who have disabilities that that go. How can I have a wife? Can my wife love me for who I am? Am I ever going to be loved by somebody? Of course. If she's a godly woman, she wouldn't care about who you are. She wouldn't care about your disability. There's no such thing as handicapped. Handicapped is not a word. It's not in the dictionary. It's an excuse not to do something. I have cerebral palsy. There's no medical reason why I have it. Why I'm born with it. I met my best friend right here. At Trash Deep Family Center. In the kitchen. She didn't. She has a disability herself. She doesn't. She doesn't care about my achievable policy. She cares about the man who she fell in love with. You have to focus on what is important to you. I'm kind of read one more thing. out of first Corinthians I want to look at chapter twelve verse eight and ten for one for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same. Through the same Spirit. To another, the working is miracles. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. I'm going to close with this. I want you to focus on what this sermon is all about. How to be a respectful husband. How to be there for your spouse when she needs you. How to to love her for who she is. Tomorrow morning I'm going to be doing part five. We have to focus on what is important for us. And to love like Jesus does. Let's pray. Father I thank you. I thank you with all my heart. I thank you for those who are listening to this podcast. If you focus on how the love of Jesus Christ. and to focus on how to fix our relationships. Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for loving us, telling us how much you love us through the ones who love us. Jesus, I ask that no matter what, Emma is going through right now with her relationship. I just ask that you protect her and guide her in any way to help her to see your future and the future you have for her. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a good husband, gentlemen, if you want to ask Jesus, if you have made mistakes in your relationship, in your marriage, you want to get right with Jesus, you can do it now by repeating this prayer after me. "Lord Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. Help me see the truth. Help me see the purpose of my relationship and the purpose of how you use my spouse to tell me that she loves me. Help me love her like you do, Jesus. Jesus. Help me remove my anger, my jealousy. Help me receive the knowledge of truth and evil. Help me make better choices in my marriage, in my relationship. In your name, amen. You pray that prayer, you're born again Christian. You gotta see a difference in your life in your relationship. Your relationship will be stronger than you ever seen it before. God bless and thank you for listening.